This episode is in collaboration with Parsec Sabres. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He's got a lot of boxed up figures behind him. Sloop Lion Ooh. Master Skywalker, how you doing, mate? That, that, yeah, oi, 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 Savaloy. Yeah, the old figures. You caught me off there, mate. The old figures are boxed. <laughs> they're in, they're in their uh, DC deflector boxes, so they're protected Ooh. from the Easy sun and from the dust. And the, yeah. oh yeah, a lot easier, mate. A lot easier. Now, listen, it's good to be back, man. It's obviously we had a little week off yesterday because I uh, last week because <laughs> I was ill, and we just couldn't find another time to record and we were oh look we we recorded a banging podcast last month let's put that out so hopefully you guys enjoyed that but it's good to be back in the in the co-host seat again ready to talk some star wars mate we have a mental mental topic this week and i don't think i don't think some people expected it for us to tread the old star cruiser chat again you know yeah, we're taking you on a voyage this oh. week. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, mate, it's great to be back in the saddle. Works, uh, I don't like having weeks off because I like talking Star Wars with my buddy. Um, but health first, health second, safety first, safety second. And yeah, well, like, like I, I, I put out the show last week and even said, look, we don't, we don't want to put out a show which isn't to our standards and just kind of like chuck anything out. So, which is why we put out what we consider to be a very good Patreon show. You could have listened to me blabbering on for an hour, but. I didn't have anything prepared. So I would have just been talking about Luke's hair, Luke's yeah. DC dust protectors or something like that. So yeah, thank you guys for <laughs> checking out that Patreon. Whatever they're called. Um, uh, thank you for checking out the Patreon show last week. I hope you enjoyed it, but we are back for BAU now. Business as usual. We are ramping up towards the end of the year. I can already sniff the Star Wars in 2024 episode in the beginning of january already but we ain't there just yet we have got a star cruiser to discuss but i'm glad you're well mate i'm glad you're back and i'm glad to see your face one more time ah oh, cheers mate cheers the, you know star warsy stuff love me some star warsy stuff and i try and bring it up in the old intro but uh you know i i watched the lego star wars holiday special uh again <laughs> of course you did the other week and it's you know enough good fun Enough good fun, and I love that. Tis the season as well, apparently. Well, you know, life day. Yeah, there we go. Uh, By the way, hang on, you stay there. Right, a happy life day, one and all. Look what I got. Look what I got delivered the other day. You (sighs) see that? Describe what you see, mate, boy. For those listening in audio, I can see a. It's a TVC. 
It is a Star Wars Chewbacca Life yep. Day figure. It's Chewbacca in his red robe with his little orb, looking hairy, yep. looking beefy, looking hunky. It holiday special, mate. It, who, it's when did listen, mate? Even before Disney took over, the holiday special was something that just existed in myths and fairy tales. But little by little, Life Day, the orbs, the red robes—they're they're coming out now for the first time, I think, ever. Star yeah. Wars posted on their socials and actually used the word Star Wars as a holiday special. And that caught me off guard. It was about Life Day. And I was like, man, they're acknowledging it now, mate. They may never show it on Disney Plus, but they're acknowledging it. And I love that. They are. Well, you know, we got the cartoon, didn't we? We got the old uh, the Boba the Fett and the one. dinosaur or whatever it's <laughs> called. <laughs> Come with him, come with me. Well, I can't do his yeah. voice. It's actually really good. It's actually a really, really good cartoon. You know, it if you haven't fun. seen that, um, yeah, strongly, strongly recommend uh, watching that. Yeah, a bit trippy. Is it the Faithful Wookie? Is that what it's called? Uh, is that from something else? No, ooh, I don't know. That is something. It might be called that. I can't actually remember. Um, have a little looky. But anyway, this um, this here, no, I think it is, mate. The Faithful Wookiee, Star Wars Holiday Special. Anyway, I see because they got um, to find him, aren't they? This figure, I got it from Hasbro Pulse. It is one of my favourite pieces of Star Wars merch I own now. It is, oh, you God. know, I love me the weird. Am I here? You know, I love me the wonderful. It's a Chewbacca. It, I mean, what a conversation starter! You know, if you're if you're ever uh, you know looking to court someone you know, or oh, make yeah. new friends. Imagine just going, just anyone, you, listener, just anyone. we are like, oh, yeah, what's that? Oh, this this is my life day Chewbacca. People are like, sorry. Like, oh, Down you on know. one knee. Propose. You could propose with that. You don't need a ring. You just propose and show them that. doesn't get any better, mate. I, I tell you something, right. mate. <laughs> you're more like, you'd be more lucky using the Chewbacca life day toy than trying to use like a kylo ren quote i'll just put it like oh, that but like um, what you yes, did mate, that uh, is a, this week i would never have thought a holiday special themed <laughs> figure would be up there in the pantheon of the bly favorites never no it is straight up mate no it is straight up you know it's just it's just i appreciate the marketing around it you know and we're going to be talking about disney world in a bit but i we genuinely are. think a lot of this movement has come out of the galaxy's edge kind of hardcore yeah, so what, what what do I mean by that? It's the people that are always at Galaxy's Edge. You know, we follow a, th- a, a few on Instagram and on Twitter and TikTok, and you see they're at Galaxy's Edge regularly. Maybe they live in LA or Anaheim or uh, Orlando over in Florida, and they get to go to the parks a lot. And there seems to be this thing. They have a life day every year. They make a big deal out of it, and Disney have caught on to it, and they've started selling the red robes. They've started selling all this That's other crazy. Tat- oh, the, the Starbucks mugs as well. There's the Starbucks Life Day mugs that look the red um, amazing. I would love one of those bad boys. I Mate. would love one. Uh, but no, this will do. My vintage collection, three and three quarter inch Chewbacca in Life Day Garm. It doesn't get you're, much better. He's got massive hands. Look at that. He's, well, he's a Wookiee, isn't he? He's got to be able to pull people's arms off, hasn't he? And he's got that orb that does look quite cumbersome. But what a way to start the show off, mate. I don't have any Life Day figures. I have a lightsaber. Um, my daughter and her sister were playing with the lightsaber over the weekend. And to, I had a look at the pictures. And just to kind of be all gushy, I was like, that's what Star Wars is about, man. There's kids playing lightsabers yeah. in the garden. These ones yeah. were slightly more expensive than the sticks you might find in the woods. But um, very, very cool to see. And you wouldn't get that from Marvel. Yeah, Marvel ain't got toys that they can play with in the garden. But uh, Star yeah, Wars. What are you going to do? Throw no. a shield at your sister's head? Come yeah. on. Oh, I could do yeah. this all day. No, you couldn't. Mate. Boring. Lightsaber, yeah. though. Boring. Gosh. 
No, boring. Marvel, oh, we dig it. We dig it. Loki, it's fine. But we dig it otherwise. The, the Marvels, quite good, actually. Oh. But that's a story for another time. Um, I don't believe mate, you. I don't it believe. was okay. I'm joking. It was okay. I'm yeah. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm you know, I, I went in thinking, well, this is going to be cack just because most of the recent <laughs> things have been. Well, it, was, it was okay. Not top tier, but, you know, it's, it's all right. Six and a half out of ten, maybe seven out of ten, I'll give it. It's fun, Fair a bit of fluff, and that's what I want sometimes. A bit of fun, a bit of fluff. Well, listen, it's not the uh, it's not the episode of Book of Boba Fett where Boba has to <laughs> cut a Rodian's bonds. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Rodian, I oh, know, or is it the other way around? Rodian, cut my bonds. Or do you want me to cut your bonds? I forget. That's I it. need to rewatch it. It's that, it's that way around, isn't it? Anyway, Harry, look, Ray Harry We've got more Rodian talk. We've got more Disney World talk. Star Cruiser you know joy come in so good. i mean you guys have no idea you have no idea but let's hear from someone a bit more experienced than ourselves on the topic yes sir yes 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 sir but before we get to that topic i can hear the chimes in my ears of big ben kenobi we haven't been here mm. for a few weeks so it's probably been going off the whole time what does it mean lukey boy it means it's a galactic news round. Ah, yeah, come on. Speaking at the premiere of his latest film, Next Goal Wins, Taika Waititi told reporters that some fans will be upset with his Star Wars project. Academy Award winner Kihi Kwan has pleaded with Kathleen Kennedy to cast him in an upcoming Star Wars project following his recent MCU debut in Loki Season 2. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Alden Ehrenreich candidly discussed how Solo affected his early years in the industry, stating, I hadn't built my own thing enough to be able to do it. I knew that I didn't know myself in that way yet, and that takes a certain amount of time and effort and failure in its own kind of enclosed way. And a disturbance in the force, a behind-the-scenes documentary about the 1978 Star Wars holiday special, will be released on digital and Blu-ray on December the 5th. The movie will also play in select theatres across the USA, the UK and Australia, ahead of its home entertainment launch. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom. This is Matt Tyler. This is Dominic Pace. This is Details. This is Christopher Sean. This is Araida Cordova, author of Crash of Fate and The High Republic Convergence. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now, here at the Sessions, just like an unnamed fast food chain, we like to have it our way. Uh, tonight, we're doing just that, as we are joined by some caller, Becca, maybe Bubs, but to us, she's BK Cosplay. She's Becky. Welcome to the Sessions. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure. To, yeah, yeah, it's been a while since we caught up. Obviously, obviously we, uh, we popped around yours for a viewing of Ahsoka in now the summer. It is now deep and we're, ne- we're nearly near winter in 2024. I was trying to another viewing, but, you know, I the Star Cruiser to go to and a lot of sewing to do. So. Well, well <laughs> you brought. Is he busy? 
You brought it up. You brought it up first. Well, we actually ran into each other. I think we recognize each other from cons and we've kind of run in the same circle for a long time. Like the UK Star Wars kind of family, we'll call it. And we ran into each other after the Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny London premiere, right? And we all went to the pub afterwards. It was actually just us three, right? And we, we were like, oh, yeah, come, come, come. And it was just us three. We were the only hardcore people. We had a point. We were processing our emotions of watching Dial of Destiny, which was great fun. And Becky, you just brought up, well, oh, uh, yeah, and I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. I'm I'm, uh, I'm cosplaying this. Oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and I'm going Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> Oh, hang on, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, like, Did I hold off on that until, like, not the first thing in the conversation? It wasn't I think the it was first like thing. Third. I think <laughs> we spoke about like The Last third. Jedi and then Star Cruiser. Oh, yeah. I always get to the end when I first. They like to tease people out, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I might see how they are with The Last Jedi. But, yeah, you just <laughs> dropped in that you were going to the Galactic Star Cruiser, the penultimate voyage as well. So second to last voyage, we'd, we'd heard the news that the Star Cruiser was uh, having its final voyage at the end of 2023 after a year and a half of mm. um, being open and available to the public. And we're mm. going to get all, all, to, all through tonight's episode, we're going to get through you know, what our initial thoughts and what the general consensus was during the voyages and at the end as well. But we also just wanted to get a personal account of somebody who was there yeah. and who lived it and not just lived it, who immersed themselves in the star cruiser. And that's something that being Luke boy. We could never experience that, which is why I'm so excited now to actually just hear what's it all about. What's it like, mate? Yeah, no spot on spot on, because I think it's easy to go off of the negativity and there are a lot of things that I feel about the Star Cruiser, right? There are a few I feel like, oh, I'm not sure on that. I'm not sure on that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. I don't like this. But equally, it is a part of our culture here on the sessions to try and look at things from a balanced perspective. And Matt and I will never have the opportunity to do this. That's it. It's done. It's finished, right? But why not get someone in who has that perspective right who clearly got a lot of joy from it so from some capacity in some capacity for you it really worked right so becky take us through what happened you went with your family right it wasn't just you you went with your sister is it with your parents as yep. well walk us through give us, give us, i know this is, i know this is going to be crazy difficult but try and give us a summary of like the intro of like the thought processes. Obviously, you did costumes and the actual start of the trip. Yeah. So um, it, this was actually. So I am now nearly thirty three. This was my thirtieth birthday present. Um, I turned thirty during oh, wow. lockdown, January twenty twenty two. No, twenty 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 one. Cool. I've forgotten how old mm-hmm. I am. Um, and my parents had always said my sister's eighteen months younger than me, and my parents had always said, "Oh, for your thirtieth, we'll do like a family trip for each one. You, you pick the place, and we'll all oh. go together and make it a nice." family thing and i think they were thinking you know i was going to ask for some sort of caribbean beach vacation and i was like or something. oh yeah star wars hotel no just <laughs> i was like there is a star wars thing next may and at this point not we just that, we're all going to dress up as well guys <laughs> this was during <laughs> covid like we weren't allowed into the u.s for another after i said this i think this was january and it was only november of that year that we were allowed back into the country after covid but so we couldn't plan it for ages mm. and um 
like when I, I'd been watching people sort of, it had opened that May, I think. And obviously, you know, I cosplay a lot. I go to a lot of, I've, I always go to Star Wars Celebration wherever it is in the world. And I've been going to San Diego Comic Con for the last four or five years. So like, I know a lot of Americans who are in the kind of Star Wars cosplay scene through 501st parties, Rebel Legion parties, all that stuff at various conventions. So there, it was all over my Instagram. I was just, I was trying to avoid the big spoilers, but just getting a bit of a feel. I was getting so excited. But what I really wanted to do was to go on a trip with loads of other fans because as that first rush of sort of four or five months ended, it started to get a little bit quieter. I'm sure we'll come on to all this sort of stuff. And the people going were sort of like less into it. You could sort of tell people kind of going in just like T-shirts and shorts, didn't kind of know what they were getting themselves into. And I was really conscious. I was like, I'm going to do this once, almost certainly. Having been, I'd be, I'm like, I'm like, it's almost glad it's shutting because my wallet would be hurting in the next few years because I'd be so <laughs> fun to do again but um I was only going to do it once and um Naomi Sonfeld who is uh she's sort of a Disney's travel rep she's married to Justin Sonfeld who's sort of in the fiber first and kind of BNF big name fan um was on one of the Star Cruiser groups organizing a cosplay only sailing so they were going to like book it all out privately and it was going to be this October <laughs> So I was just like, yes, okay. My mum was just like, this is so late. This is you're going to be nearly thirty three. And I was like, I don't care. I want it to be worth it. I want to go with all the crazy fans. I want everyone to be dressed up. You know, I want to do all of us. In, I'll make us all cosplays. It'll be incredible. So I'd signed up for this cruising that was going to be like in principle that was going to be on the tenth of October. And Naomi was sort of uh, trying to get it sorted, and she'd got all the lists, and everyone had signed up, and she'd sort of allocated the cabins preemptively. And Disney was stalling and stalling on getting the deposit in. And we found out why, <laughs> because yeah. they announced about two weeks after she'd submitted our sort of request and all this sort of stuff and wasn't hearing back, we found out they were closing it. So as you can ima imagine, panic stations, because we didn't count. So when they closed it, they prioritized in the first instance, people who were booked after September the 30th to rebook. We didn't mm. count as rebooking because they hadn't taken our deposit yet. So it was an absolute sort of like nerve-wracking way. And thankfully, Naomi uh, sort of put me on her list of people to ring up and book because she was a, she's a Disney travel rep and is, is a wizard. And she got us, along with um, her family, she got us booked on the penultimate trip, which was amazing. So there's, there was like loads of people that I kind of knew of, you know, DJ Elliot, come on. <laughs> what DJ Elliot? Lad. Yeah. Oh. Turned up in his R2 suit on the last night, looking as dapper as ever. Of course. Um, so it was just, it was a bit of a roller coaster getting, sort of getting the, it all sorted and then and then yeah it was 26th of september and i'm sort of i'm lucky that my work is would let me like work remotely from florida for a little bit so i only actually had to take two days off holiday because that was the concern i didn't have much holiday left and all this sort of stuff um and then i started yeah planning like a lunatic i ended up sewing well sewing slash putting together 14 costumes for my family 14 <laughs> i was gonna say was that that was just a dinner costumes was it it was just, yeah, it was a lot. Um, wow. <laughs> so you can't I kind of, say you're not committed. No. I mean? <laughs> which is why it would, which is why it would wind me, it would wind me up if you went to that effort and someone was just like turning up in, in a hoodie t-shirts or shirts. 
that is something that crosses my mind. And when I'm, by the way, I have binged a lot of vlogs, a lot of long form vlogs, short form vlogs of the Star Cruiser now, because I feel like well, I'm not going to do it anyway. I, yeah. I already did it in the summer and I've done it again recently on the lead up to this episode. And it does wind me up when people just then like shorts, t-shirt, and it's always like stupid t-shirts. Yeah. So guys, come on. Come on. Vlog of our trip. Um, because, yeah, it's cosplay pretty much across the board. Well, I mean, that's your great. cosplay, uh, as we've said before, was sensational. But uh, And your family was, was decked out as well. And yeah. you all went as individual characters, didn't you? So, you know, who did you go as and why that character? And let's, let's talk like, in canon because you're now familiar. Into, into my personal canon. Now I'm canon in the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's your backstory? <laughs> so we went as a family. Um, we were the Pasik family, which means gold in the Twi'lek language. Well, like in the old Ooh. EU Twi'lek language. Um, like our surname is King. So I was like trying to find something that sort of like vaguely fitted thematically. Um, mm-hmm. And so I kind of came up with little character backstories for all of us. It was a lot of them were like loosely Andor based. Um, so my nice. dad's character was very loosely based on Mon Mothma's husband. Likewise, my mum very loosely based on Mon, on Mon Mothma. She was a, she was a Chandra and... Um, she used to be an aide to the senator, but when the entire political elite got blown up on Hosley and Prime, she uh, stepped into the power vacuum and is now mayor of the Silver Sea. <laughs> um, <laughs> my dad is her husband who runs the very legit- legitimate business called Chandra the Cargo, which absolutely does not trade in anything illegal. Um, no smugglers. But, uh, my name is Sinya, and I so I, I made myself a Twilight because I always have to be a Twilight, but I did a sort of human coloured toilet so it didn't have to paint up for two days. Leku was enough <laughs> for two days. Mm. Um, and I, I just made up that we had like a great granddad who was a toilet and I was the only one who got any of that family side of it. Um, and Sinya, my character, owns a chain of kind of core world cantinas. Um, so, you know, my dad helped supply me with some of the sort of more illegal and hard to get libations for my cantinas. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and my, my, my story as to why I was going on the Star Cruiser was that I was trying to sort of a, look at some of the outer rim planets to see if there's any scope for franchising out, outside of the core world, and B, try and persuade Guy to come and do a residency at one of my cantinas. This is quality. <laughs> and then my sister, it was just like basically one of those spoiled rich kids who just needs to find a purpose, so she decides to join the resistance, and she's got a fake <laughs> job with my chain of cantinas just for a sheen of respectability, but otherwise is kind of a bit of a Val type from Andor. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> We've met your sister, she's great. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. oh, we also took two loth cats. Oh, I saw the loth. I you, saw the loth cats. Uh, chapters of Chester on Instagram, who's always got that amazing loth cat on yes. his shoulder. He, he did a run, and thankfully I was able to get to in time, and they were a hit, I tell you. He does a like, fantastic Ezra, doesn't he, as well? He does an amazing Ezra. And his, um, his, yeah, his ah- Ahsoka Ezra was... It's incredible. And just, so just on the point, just to your point now, Lukey boy, just hearing mm. the thought and the effort not just not even in the costume, but to the backstory and to really just get yourself in the mindset. I'd feel so awful if I turned up in a t-shirt and jeans when you know people are there who have spent the money, which I know will get to all of this good stuff. Yeah, you know it's that immersion and the fact that you went before you even went, you've created these characters in your mind. As, as a man who loves all the lore and canon, anyway, I love that. That's incredible. I think it helps you get more out of it. Like I, 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 I'm not a long time D and D player, but I've started playing in the last year. And just the more you let yourself go and get into it, it's the same with like secret cinema. I've been to almost every secret yeah. cinema, and it just gets exhausting when people can't be bothered to just even pretend, like try a little bit to be in universe because you're sort of trying to get your sort of 
get your yeah. groove on and be like, yeah, I'm in, I'm the James Bond world. Oh, you know, I'm in like Dirty Dancing or whatever. And just people aren't bothering. And it's like a bit of a downer. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I was like, the more you put into these things, the more you get out of it. And especially with my parents, like my parents, you know, like a bit of secret cinema, but they're like in their sixties and don't, aren't all up on the Star Wars law. So I wanted to give them a bit of something to talk about and some outfits that made them look fabulous. So that even if they weren't getting fully into the real role play side of it, they could like, walk around and feel cool which i think they did they, they weren't as quite into the storyline as my sister and i um you know my dad sort of like vaguely followed along the first order just out of default because he thought they looked the coolest uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a lad classic <laughs> classic <laughs> mom mothma's husband kind I of know, right? yeah, yeah, classic. Just, like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's um i i'm so glad i did all the costumes i'm so glad we took the loft caps all that sort of stuff because it yeah. it really helps to have something you know there's a lot of people on the ship and there's the characters i mean the, the cast members are incredible and they remember mm. you and your fake name off the bat it's amazing but just having a, like a hook or two like character hooks so other people also know you as well and all that sort of thing is it was really useful and i sort of i think well, the thing is, like having done it, I kind of I'm really glad I didn't follow all the vlogs and look up look up all the spoilers because I got to see it fresh. But now I really wish I could do it again, having looked at all the vlogs and all the spoilers, so that I could mm. kind of get all those little lore details and tiny in jokes and all that sort of stuff out of it. Because there are people who've been like twelve times. Oh, a lot of people on my voyage have been four or five times because they're like Florida based. And, you know, they were sort of, they followed every storyline at least once and, and they were doing a, a storyline a second time and with different cast members, it's different and different yeah. vibes. I mean, it's, yeah, a lot. It's I mean, wild, isn't it? It's wild because even in the UK, I think there was a uh, BBC news article only a couple weeks ago that came out that was talking about a huge LARP event that was happening in the UK. And I think hmm. it might be somewhere like Oxfordshire, somewhere like that. And in that year on year, it is, it yeah. is empire. Yeah, you've said it. And that's, it is that. Yes. And that I think is getting bigger and bigger every year. It's getting a really good reputation for itself. And I think it's attracting all sorts of people. And, you know, what I got from Star Cruiser is that Disney wanted to tap into that for Star Wars, right? So it isn't just a quote unquote Star Wars hotel. First and foremost, that's not what it is. It might have been marketed as that a little bit. But it's so much more than that. And when you do watch the vlogs, when you do listen to people like yourselves, it's clear that it isn't, it's not just a hotel. The hotel is kind of at the bottom of what it predominantly is, isn't it? Really? You're just staying in a close quarter cabin and that's it. But I, just quickly, just quickly, let's talk about the cabins. Let's talk about the rooms. What did you think of the rooms? Because I mean, out, out of everything, yeah. that's that's the thing where i'm like that doesn't look like the render that does not look like the render tell us about it is it different in person so the room i mean i'm not sure i paid all, to, all that much attention to the render because the minute i saw what this was i was like i'm going i don't care if i have to sleep on top of the roof <laughs> like, i'm just clearly gonna go you know I've, I've i've done conventions like san diego well, on, you pay so much for hotel rooms we're trying to fit seven in a room and we're all cosplaying like for me yeah. the sleep is secondary for this sort of thing yeah, yeah um, right so the cabins are pretty cool so it's it, i mean the 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 thing with the star cruiser is from the minute you get in every detail like every detail there is nothing that breaks the immersion in there like even you know obviously there's signs written in english but it's like star wars font english and mm. there's loads of orabesh as well 
Um, no, you go into the, the cabin, you use your sort of M van, they give you when you arrive these sort of white, similar to Disney Magic Vans, but they right. are like Star Cruiser and they call them M vans because no magic in Star Wars. Of um, course. And you tap it to the sort of the, the entryway of the door and the door slides open and it's just, oh my goodness, the window looks out into space. And I didn't see a single repeat. I was watching, I, I was looking at it a lot. We left it on overnight so I could just gaze out the window from my top bunk. And um, there's no repeat. I didn't notice anything repeat. You know what I mean? Like ships flying past, new planets, that sort of thing. So wow. you've got this big space window. Um, and you've got, so in, uh, <laughs> we had four of us in, a, in, in, in one room, which is totally fine. It's like, it's basically two bunk beds on top of each other. And then a, a queen, I think, bed, all themed bedding, like everything, you know, the, the bathroom mirror have this sort of imperial sort of strip like things next to yeah. it. It, it's it's pretty like it's it's functional it's not a super luxury you're not going to go there and expect like a grand floridian style luxury mm. hotel experience but if you're yep. spending t- more than 10 minutes in your run awake at any time you're doing star cruiser wrong like yes <laughs> not the point the itinerary <laughs> doesn't let you stay in your room all day does it no well the lovely thing is you've got like a little um com system to the, the droids whose name I, I now can't remember um who is adorable and sort of so she one night she told us like a bedtime story which was basically a new hope from the point of view of the droids so you can nice. you, you talk to her and you can you depending on which path you're on as well is it d3 d309 i remember sk i didn't remember d3 sorry d3 d3 um, okay. lovely but yeah depending <laughs> on which um path you're on when you scan the m-band she knows who you are she knows which path you're on because they've you've got your data pad and you've been doing missions for people and it and your sort of your allegiances and your familiarity is all on there so you scan your and band the, da- the you data are. pad the data pad is yeah. sorry to yeah, yeah is sure. explain that just quickly What's so that? the data pad if you've ever have you guys ever been to galaxy's edge just the the park itself i mean yeah. so you've, you've gone on the data pad and it's got stuff like you can hack things in the marketplace and that sort of thing right yeah it's like that but more intense so it's also got ship-wide announcements it's got you receive messages from the different characters giving you missions on board the ship and depending it's on a, what it's a it's do. a it's the phone app it's the phone yeah, app. it's the phone yeah. app it's the phone yeah. app it's, the, it's, yeah. it's a disney play app so yeah. you, um, it drains the battery so fast <laughs> so i was really <laughs> had a power bank with me um but yeah it, so it's it, the the data pad is so incorporated into sort of everything you're doing there because it 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 kind of guides we make choices as you're there similar to to how you would do on like a D campaign or something except it's a bit more tech savvy and um and then sort of characters essentially will treat you accordingly as to how as sort of like which path you're choosing particularly by i think i fell into the trap because i was it was my first and only one i was definitely falling into the trap at various points on the trip of having preemptive fomo and trying to do way too much so like i there's four main paths you can take, which is Sarja, which are the sort of Jedi-ish force, force users. You've got Resistance, you've got First Order, and you've got sort of Smuggler Scoundrel. I was all about that Smuggler Scoundrel because yes. I asked my friend, I was like, which of the paths involves meeting the really cool herbal Twilight bait? And he was like, yeah. like that's what I'm going to do. Done. <laughs> <laughs> One. but you can do more than one path so i actually ended up because my sister was like i want to do resistance see sarja stuff i ended up wangling my way into the the jedi training anyway and and, and that was incredible <laughs> so i was sort of a, a, a scoundrel with a nougaty center of goodness that ended up being a bit of a force sensitive and didn't even realize it um but that was all because of you you do these missions as you go along like when you're on batu and the batu stuff is 
even cooler than that, that it's just the way they incorporate it into the storyline is really thought through um because you la- you would land on bar two, which yeah. is which is for those because there might be a couple people listening who who are just casuals have no idea that is Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World Florida. But while you are in the Galactic Star Cruiser, the, the outside world is behind you, isn't it? Like you are not there is there is barely any contact with the outside world. There is a simulation room, right, an outdoor simulation room that you can go in and chill, and that's like a little outdoor car, courtyard, effectively. And then you've got your your trip to Bartu as part of the cruise. Now, I, my question is, yeah, are you going to Bartu when there's no other people in the park or are people in the park? While- so how it works is so the Star Cruiser, uh, and, and honestly, when you get on it, you, it's so funny because you drive up to it and to get to the Star Cruiser, you drive through the, the cast member car park behind Galaxy's Edge you see behind the curtain. It's crazy. You see the that is weird. eyes with all the wooden struts holding them up. It's bonkers. Yeah. When you drive up, it's like a concrete hangar. You know, there's no window. No one's got any outside windows in it. As you said, yeah. there's the climate simulation room, which is a, a tiny little sort of outdoorsy section, but it's all kind of spacey looking plants and everything. And so you get a bit of that Florida heat, but you can't see anything that's off ship because the whole point is you're on a ship. And the the... The whole conceit is that you're on this 275th anniversary of this ship, the Halcyon, special cruise, Galactic Superstar Gaia is performing, and your excursion, like on a cruise ship, you'd stop at, you know, Barbados or whatever. On this, you have a stop off at this interesting little outer, outer rim planet, Batu. So you get on a transport on the on the sec- first morning on the ship. So you get on in the afternoon, and then the next morning, you have your excursion day to Batu. Mm. And you get onto a transport, which I found out was actually a truck. Well, well, yeah. I assumed it was like an elevator type thing. No, because it's actually a little bit too far away from the park. So you get in on. It looks like you're getting onto a sort of shuttly elevator type thing. How they disguised it, I have no idea. But it is apparently a truck, which then sort of drives you through, and then the doors slide open. Well, it feels like you're flying, obviously, and it's got all the sound effects on. And then the doors slide open, and you and you're in this sort of like little corridor, and you you get off, and you're just. So if you've been to Disney World Batu, it's like right next to where the first order ship yeah. is. You yeah. might know where that sort of like little sort of hangar type area is. And that's right. where you At 12, 12, 12 o'clock, you go and get your blue and green milk. You can go get your blue and green milk. Is it near there? You're, yeah. So if you're, if you're standing facing the blue and green milk with the TIE fighter on the left, it's yeah. directly behind you. Yeah. That all just Classic. sounds so cool. All of yeah, that just they, sounds they cool. Give you a pin so that, you, that, that you'll be rec- like you'll be recognised, and it's it's called the sigil of the select. Oh. <laughs> this is the stuff that now obviously we don't know. They're not going to spoil all of this stuff in their pre-opening hype or any or even even during it because they want people to experience it. So I I didn't know any of this kind of stuff. Just like the detail in getting from A to B. One of the things I noticed before, which I wanted to ask, was. We did a show beforehand when it was all announced, talking about the Star Cruiser and what you're getting for your money, blah, blah, blah. One of the things I noticed was the itinerary looked pretty packed. And you've already said mm. FOMO. FOMO hits hard, especially when you know you can't go back again. Obviously, you don't want to spend any time in your room because you've got a busy itinerary. but And it's obviously all optional. But you know what, what was the atmosphere like with that in the back of your mind? How, how, how far into that itinerary... Did you delve? Did you spend as much time as you could doing the scheduled uh, list of events? Or were you doing your own thing? And yeah, what was the atmosphere like with the other people? Was it 
kind of chaotic at times or was it chill and everyone just enjoying it and taking it in a stride well it was it was a funny atmosphere because obviously this was a cruise full of star cruiser nuts not just star wars nuts but <laughs> right. like a lot of star cruiser nuts i mean i was i probably mm-hmm. I, there weren't all that many of us who were first timers on this cruise right. so everyone is in so a lot of people had done it multiple times before had like relationships with these like clearly these cast members probably knew who they were obviously they would never break character or show it but you know so people sort of knew what they were doing a lot of them which sort of it makes it wonderful in many ways because everyone's in in some ways it's a bit like oh you know you're like this is my very first time and i feel a little bit like the sort of uncool kid at the the school (laughs) i'm sort of trying to find my way and i was especially on the first day, just like doing everything that popped up on that data pad, hacking the systems, going into the engineering room, like blowing the vents, mm-hmm. all of it. It sounds you know, tiring. If I again, I'd be a bit more chilled because I'd be like, right, you know, I've done, I've done the, the scoundrel path and I've done a bit of the sergeant path. This time I'm going to go full on first order. And the, the, uh, the first order Lieutenant Croy is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So I would love to come back and break bad and, and do that. Um, I think people were definitely, but the funny thing, I, I think it's, Yes, it's a bit hectic. And certainly, I think probably compared to if you'd gone to one of the Karma cruises in sort of like February or March this year before they announced the closure, you would have probably got more of one-on-one character time. You know, at certain points on the very first evening when you get there, you have a couple of hours where you're just exploring the ship, having lunch, and oh my gosh, we'll get onto the food. But you're exploring the ship, having lunch, <laughs> that sort of thing. And then you have muster, which, you know, like on a kind of cruise ship almost with a when you have like a security briefing you know you go into the, the atrium and the captain's there and does a speech and all the, that's when all the characters essentially arrive and they announce yeah. governor's arrival and everything and trying to get anywhere near them <laughs> was pretty hard because yeah knew which storyline they wanted to do was like right i'm gonna go up so i'm gonna go up to the director i'm gonna go up to wraith cole i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and i, I sort of a bit, at one point i was like can't get anywhere now i'm just wandering around <laughs> <laughs> but um it definitely calmed because people sort of got into their roles a bit and were like less once that's happened the storylines break off so much that you're anywhere on that ship and you will find something something storyline wise going on whether it's like a really intense thing or just like um you know oh goodness what's his name the, the really adorable character who's uh, in love with the radian lady and jams all over the ship he's a big guy fanboy and oh sandro the Rodian, the Rodian, the Rodian. Rodian. That is is superb. Yeah. It is superb. I, I'm watching the vlogs. I'm, I cannot believe I how good it, it looks. Much and sounds as well. It's so yeah. like honestly, she's so um. You 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 know in your head this is not real, but you know in the same way like you you go to Galaxy's Edge, you know she's a foot shorter than she'd be like oh, it's actual Chewbacca. <laughs> It's the same. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, well, honey, I was just, oh, yeah. just an actual radio, and I can hear her heart She's just like talking to me, and now she's jamming on the keyboards. And I just, oh. I'm looking forward to Matty Boy going to Galaxy's Edge and seeing a ray. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't. I mean, oh. will it be? Will it be just walking out the toilet and seeing Daisy Ridley at Dial of Destiny premiere? Probably not. But probably <laughs> not. You just had to I'll throw that it. in there, didn't you? If I'm it's giving good. you FOMO about this, I've got FOMO about yeah, this. You were only a few feet away. You were a few feet away from us, and we'd just chosen to go to the toilet. That's it. That's I have everything else to prove with the Rebel Legion. Do you understand <laughs> how much of a meltdown I would have had? I probably would have ended up on the floor. <laughs> I don't think you understand Matt's <laughs> breakdown. Yeah, like, and I walked into a pole. 
I walked in <laughs> to a polar. I was trembling yeah. throughout the most of the yeah. film, wasn't I? In excitement, I, was like, I can't believe Literally. that has just happened. Um, but I didn't go to the Galactic Star Cruiser, so I yeah, guess we're balanced in one. You know, mm-hmm. I, the more Maybe I, they, they have I'm a storyline you need to do. I mean, they're getting a little bit of well, it's not FOMO now; it's fear having missed out because. Just what you're saying is, go. I think maybe I would have loved it in your shoes, where you're going with absolute nutheads who are who are in, who are who have their own background. They uh, they are, you know, they're not going to break character for the for the three days, uh, two nights you're there. That yeah. sounds great because, like Lukey Boy said, any idea of people going and aren't really into it, I can't imagine that being a particularly particularly exciting thing to be around. Um, and so would you say then that it, it is, it would be best if you just di- it was best diving straight in. Could you, could you still have a good time? Do you think if you were just there to see what the fuss was all about? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I think it would, you know, in a group like this, it probably would have been a little intimidating to show up. I mean, there were, there were a couple of people, not many, but a couple of people who were just sort of, you know, t-shirt jeans. There's one lovely lady with her father and she had her little service dog Corgi with her. So I called it a loft walk. Nice. And nice. Um, they, they really didn't, they had like one outfit each kind of that they bought at the Star Cruiser boutique thing. So that, you know, they got yeah. dressed up in the evening, but otherwise were just in regular clothes, but they had a ball. Like, I think they both said it took them probably the, the the first evening to get into it. And probably it was a bit overwhelming with everyone else just like, you know, full on. But I think they are, I mean, this is Disney. They do know how to reel people in. And the cast members yeah. here, I mean, it's it's like they are to a regular Disney cast member. And this is no knock on regular Disney cast members, but the amount of rehearsal they must have gone through for this. Like when you think about how difficult improv is generally, and yeah, these, these these characters, they all feel like just really real people. You cannot get a break out of any of them. You know what I mean? Just like out those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think about us sort of being into it for two days, they've got to be into it for two days at, an, at a professional level, and they really are. It's like it's amazing. Sort of um, just the I don't know. You end up with almost running jokes to them. Like there were I, I obviously never saw their faces, but they have two first order stormtroopers, a sort of part of the vague cast, kind of walking around with Lieutenant Croy. One of them. Yeah has a phobia of my loth cat and it became like a little running gag like every time i saw him he's sort of like a, the first time oh, i got really? here the first time he sort of went to pet it and then i sort of like pretended like it yowled at him and he was like and then every time he saw me even from up on the balconies when they were doing like the acting bit he'd be like, <laughs> love that job <clears throat> yeah it's it's those little things. And when you think that there's a couple of hundred people on this ship and sort of a dozen or so cast members, it's really quite incredible how personal they managed to make it Yeah, for everyone, you know, and they wouldn't kind of push it. I mean, my parents sort of were more spectators than, you know, they did a bit of the data pad stuff, but they weren't really getting super into the role play thing a little bit, but not all that much. Um, but so, so they weren't like pushing it with people like my parents beyond just like pleasantries and chit chatting I- to the cruise type <laughs> of stuff. But it, that was, that's really well judged because if if someone had tried to yank my mum into some really intense European situation, just completely broken down and not been able to keep up the story. <laughs> I, d- I just want, I want to like a GoPro, you know, to have been fitted to your dad or something and him, for him to just walk around like, you know, 
like Francis, the train guy, just walking around and seeing the reaction, yeah. seeing his point of view. Because like you must, he must be, he must have been there and thought, "What the hell is going on? What is this? Who are these people? What 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 is this?" Right, because it is such an alien, if you've heard the pun concept, mm-hmm. when it comes to really anything in the world, like anything in years to come we will keep doing episodes on the galactic star cruiser and its legacy because it is really unique it is mm. without a doubt it's a it's a first and i don't think it is it's it's the last iteration of kind of the idea of a galactic star cruiser right i think we will see a continuation in some form mm. um just not in the way it was set up because i don't think by the way i don't think it was sustainable i don't think it was ever going to be sustainable i think anyone who has or, or is worth their salt in any sort of business sense could have probably figured that out which is why i'm really surprised a company like disney went along with this, you know, a, a company with a, a, such a good track record of business. But I suppose in recent years, there's been a general wobble. And it's not just Disney, it's in media, Hollywood, you know, that landscape in general. But yeah, I would have loved to have seen someone like your dad and their reaction of it, to be honest, because it's one thing watching the vlogs of the people who are really into it and mm. are really like... They're, they're, they're kind of selling you this energy and you're buying into it. You're like, wow, this is amazing. Versus someone who's like, yeah, all right, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do this for my daughters. All right, then. I mean, what a cool, what a cool experience. Yeah, but do you know he enjoyed it? Like, I, I amazing. Think he's been yeah, to amazing. Star Wars Cinema before. It's not totally totally alien to him. He's not, you know, he does not have that lack. It's, I think you need a bit of a lack of self consciousness. Yes. You need yeah. to just dive into it and not be afraid of being a bit cringy to, to really get yeah. into something like this. And he is very much not a willing to be cringy person. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would love to have... So he did... So on the Star Cruiser, basically, depending on which storyline you follow, you have... There's a couple of different sort of finale. There's a lot of different little finales. You've got the big ship finale, the really big one, where everyone's in the atrium and it's like the combination of story and there's Ray and Kylo fight and it's... Insane. I was going to say, is that is yeah. that when Ray and Kylo fight? That's when yeah. they use the, the really cool yeah. lightsaber that ignites. Yeah, the, the effects are incredible. But my favourite finale was actually, so well, there's a couple. I did sort of two finale, well, three finales, essentially. Like, when I say finales, I mean sort of like story combination. Yeah. And for pretty much each of the four storylines, you'll have a sort of a finale of a storyline and then a bridge finale. And yep. the bridge, I, I mean, you must have seen videos. <gasps> yeah, yeah. You do you do bridge training on your first day. You're on the bridge of the ship. It is like, bit, I mean, you're in space. It's it's insane what they've achieved technologically. And you train on each of the four stations on the the bridge. So sort of um, it's like weapon shields. Uh, you're using little robots to pick up debris and stuff in the the field, and then systems where you're having to like flick all these switches on and off and like fix the ship in real time. So you do that training on the first day, and there's like a, a bit of storyline to go through that as well. But then everyone has a bridge finale. And my bridge finale was with Wraith Cole, who's a scoundrel character, mm. and Gaia, well, uh, he works with Gaia, and um, we were helping to break a, a first a first order Tie Fighter blockade to help Honda and Aka smuggle some coaxium off the ship or onto the ship. Classic. This this is the coaxium that on your CV. stole earlier that day on the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run ride. <laughs> like that's how tied oh. in it is. The story. So they really connected up then. Yeah, they were really connected. Like everything that. Like, 
if you read the um there's a galaxy's edge book um which i did listen to before we got on and like all these then you suddenly realize all these little story details in galaxy's edge but um yeah, so that it's all tied in. Same with um, the if you're either on the resistance or the first order path, that ties into the resistance, right? Wow! So there's it's, literally it's no really stone like, left unturned. Just, this is the difficult thing with, and I'm sure we'll get onto it. But when sort of people are saying it should have been set at a different era, it is pretty magical how well it is tied in with the storyline oh. of Galaxy's Edge, which is obviously set in a certain era. The sequel time, and they've 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 been. Uh, connect it into the books like I said the Black Spy one we had that Princess and the Scoundrel book which was set on the Star Cruiser and I'm seeing the Star Cruiser popping up in other for, in other books comics as well so they're you know it may be it may be having a little rest at the minute but it's mm. it's not gone we know that you mentioned something earlier on now I love a lot of things Becky but I love food it's one of the things I like <laughs> and you mentioned the food but also well firstly yeah what was the food like because it looks it looks of a high quality but then in the evening as well, you say everybody gets dressed up and everybody has a few drinks in, in the bar or whatever it is. What was that like? Because the the, like the evening ambiance, that looked pretty special yeah. as well. So food and drink hit me. I was I was up till like 3am the last night. I just couldn't go to bed. It was amazing. I was in a, I was in the, the can, that, that bar and all the characters have obviously left by that point. So it's just guests all in. I mean, some of the guys came back out. Like they didn't do the whole day in Alien, but we had Hondo. We had... Um, uh, a, a, a transition. We had a, a Rodian like walking around the bar. It was really cool. But um, like the food is insane. I mean, it's really, really delicious because obviously this is a Disney hotel. It's not going to be bad food. But what the the way that it is so magical is how unbelievably alien they managed to make everything look or taste. Mm-hmm. Like in a good way, without mm-hmm. being gross. It's not like gross out, you know, <laughs> weird green slime or something. Yeah. But so you go into the this so. They have a big dining hall um, for evening. They have two dinner seatings because you couldn't fit everyone in for one. Yeah. And the amazing thing is you have a sort of similar experience, but the two dinner seaters are actually different. There's slightly different storylines going on at each one, which so you, they don't just do the same thing over. It's all slightly different. But the food oh, okay. itself is you go in and you've got this like white tray with sort of square and oblong sort of little cutout shapes in it you go in and you're picking up it's kind of like on a on a disney cruise where you've got all these little plates you can try so you can just try a bit of everything without wasting everything on the plate and it's amazing oh goodness they have like they had this one thing which was sort of a really it was like a really deep waffle but with like big bubbles but it was like crispy cheese yeah thing that i just dream about i mean i'm not joking like i've trying to find someone with a decent recipe for this thing because it was so good i found the waffle maker to make it with the deep bubbles but oh mate um and they've got the flution shrimp which i tried and failed to make for our ahsoka i like that but um i was really looking forward to that on the second night so i freaked out when they arrived um but just generally the 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 way they do the food is everything is a recognizable flavor it is like a a normal food that they have either made into a different shape or it's a different color or it's an interesting texture. They've sort of just the way they plate it up. They just make it look really weird yeah. in a good way. You know, not yeah. gross out weird, but like fabulous weird. Yeah. And it's yeah. really difficult to describe. But that's amazing. So, so you go in, you, you choose, and there's dozens of different things. Like every lunch, every breakfast, it's all different. I don't think I, I barely saw the same dish, dish twice, apart from a few of the vegetarian things. And then they've got like a bank of you know, like your soda dispensers. Except obviously, all the logos are Star Wars-y. Oh like, yeah, the Galaxy's Edge. The they've Galaxy's got a dispenser for blue milk. 
Yeah. I can't really oh. handle blue milk. But I had a sip anyway, just to be social. What do you um, mean you can't handle blue, blue milk? The what blue milk mean? in a part makes me sick. The only one I can drink is the green one with tequila. Oh. <laughs> I dig it. I like the blue one. I like the blue bad boy. You know, I don't know if it's just like a subconscious thing that I'm like, oh, I like the blue one. But I, I remember having the blue one and thinking, mate, this stuff, this stuff this slaps. Is like, yeah, I, I have no idea what flavor this is, but I like it. I don't well, want blue, more it? of it. <laughs> blue. It's, it's, yeah, no, again, it's I, think it, I think it's helped by the rum. You can get the rum in it. Um, Ooh, yeah. I, love, I love Disney World. Uh, no, the, the well, the, the cocktails also the the bar there because I w- I was on the Disney Wish in May um, and they've got the Hyperspace Lounge, which is also a Star Wars themed bar. Cocktails mm. on that, not very good. They're really really, really sweet and a bit. And that's the cruise. That's the actual that's cruise. Cruise, yeah, cruise. Like, cruise. Is that the one with the one thousand dollars shot as well? Yes, five thousand dollars. Yeah. five thousand. Sorry, four people for, through Skywalker Ranch, which is that's, that's right. really what you're paying for the five grand for, isn't it? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yes. No, and, and so the cocktails are incredible. And um, I found out, so I was doing research beforehand, as I said, desperately avoiding spoilers, but I just wanted to know that there wasn't going to be anything that I really regretted missing. And mm. I'm a bit of a cocktail buff. Um, and they have on the second day, which you could you need to book in on. Literally, when you get on the ship, you can't book it in advance. You just walk into the bar and you say, I want to do the, I think it's Spirits of Adventure cocktail tasting on day two um, in the bar. And I, this is why I made my parents get there two hours two hours early so i was sitting there finishing off a day's work in my full costume with leku like on the ground by the star cruiser <laughs> two hours in florida humidity just typing away my parents like what are you doing i was like i want to go to the cocktail tasting and i'm really <laughs> what? religious and the best thing about it is again like everything else there's like law and stories and stuff mixed in so our chemists and all the obviously the mixologists are chemists um was telling us all these stories and amazing little like law details about the drinks so the um my favorite that i really wanted to try was the silver sea martini like i've made that before um someone posted a really good recipe online so i made it and it was so delicious i was like this is where this is why i made our entire family story from chandler because silver sea and chandler so i was like yeah, yeah i'm gonna theme us around a cocktail it'd be great um silver sea martini so they have at the bar these two really cute fishy things like in uh, they look alive like in aquarium things on the bar and, that, and it had a whole story about how they like filter the, the stuff they use in the silver sea martini and it's like a traditional thing on Chandler and all this. it's like oh, I'm here for this I wish I'm here I for this law I mean, I'm hoping I can find someone who's recorded the whole thing or I could try and could find you use phones and just be like can you just send me a recording of you saying these stories and I'll just play them before bed could you use your phone I know you've got to use the app but could you take pictures yeah, yeah. Or, or are they saying don't do that did you see my Instagram yeah, I was going to say, it's full of filth, yeah. <laughs> the amount of photos and videos that came out of it, you know, that's kind of what they were banking on a little bit, I yeah. think, you know, is yeah. people looking at the experience and, wow, you know, yeah. and all of the variables. And like you said, really, you know, when you think about it, Becky, like, yeah, you're right. You can go back again and experience a completely different storyline. You could go back again with a different group and do something completely yeah. different. And I think particularly for the cosplay community who are maybe over there in Florida or the States and even here, this was just a huge advantage and, and, and a huge opportunity to do something a little bit more than your, your Comic Con, a bit yeah, more a than show. Star Wars Celebration, a bit more than any sort of meet. It was, it was beyond that. But I truly believe, even if it's not Disney, I could see 
a LARPing sort of Star Wars group, and they probably already exist, but I, I could see it growing because there's clearly an appetite for this, right? And a lot of people wanted to go, by the way, myself included. Matt, I don't yep. want to speak on behalf of you, but you would go. No, right? I, if, if, I always said, if, I always said if, it, if, if I had the money in my back pocket, right. of course. We, you know, we all had our opinions about what you get for your money, what could you spend instead, what are you going to get, blah, blah, blah. We didn't go, so it's all from the outside. But we both said, give them the chance, yeah. we'll be there. Especially now, yeah. it's gone. We, we kind of wish we did. Yeah. Oh, uh, of course. Because it's, it's not just about, you know, that's an expensive experience. But for those of us outside Florida, it's also the getting to a very expensive state. It's the making it worth a transatlantic or trans-Pacific or whatever trip. It's all that. So, which yeah. makes it, you know, so much more of a shame that it only lasted 18 months or that they didn't plan yeah. from the outset, have a plan from the outset that could have been more sustainable. Like, I, yeah, I'm like, why don't we do this as a seasonal thing? Do a, a two-month season a year of it and then the rest of the time it's a bit more of a like a less a more budget friendly option like they have a dinner show or and the rest of the time it's a more themed hotel or something yes it's it's difficult because of where it is so obviously they're not you can't you couldn't just go in and out of that hotel all day Mm -hmm. you'd have to go into the park through batu because it's like where the cast member car park is you know when you arrive they valet your car they just drive it off right somewhere it's so 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 I, I can't, it's not like set up in a way that it would be easy to just run it as a regular hotel, but it's yeah. a shame that they, they couldn't have kept it going in some form or, and, or just plan from the outset. Like, yeah. As you said, I can't imagine anyone with a brain could have looked at that and been like, yeah, we're going to have this full 365 days a year. It was so yeah, Disney prices like that is a lot. Yeah. So short sighted, so stupid the financial planning is bizarre. Like I don't know who fudged the, the the numbers here, because that's that's what must have happened. Because it just doesn't make any sense. And for them to go, do you know what? We're going to knock it down as a tax write off. Yeah, we're going to claim some money back because that's how dire the situation is. It's really, really shocking. Really, really shocking. Well, I've heard, I, I, that's just. A, I've heard that that's actually not what's happening. There's, What's I, there's, certain, there's certainly whispers about some sort of Star Cruiser 2.0. I don't think it'll be the same level of immersive thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've heard that it might be d- like turned into a Marvel themed project, but there's really? not much that they can. I, I think, I, I mean, you, you probably have a greater understanding uh, on this than, than, than I do. And at the end of the day, this is just speculation, but I think that it would be naughty of them and they get, they might get told off if it is effectively a Star Cruiser 2.0 because that then you do not qualify for the said write-off. It needs to be something new. But, but you know, ne- that's ne- neither here nor there, right? Let's look at, because I know we could keep like an hour. It does not justify how much went on and your experience, right? It just doesn't, right? But I let's look. It's more the experience itself. Right. Yeah. Right. If if you could if you could choose three pros and three cons, and let's start with the cons because then we'll finish with a nice happy ending. But little sandwich. Three three cons, three criticisms that you're like, do you know what? Don't like that. That should have been improved. This isn't what I thought it would be. And then three at just absolute highlights. You know, something that's just treasure. What what would you say? So it's a difficult one because I think it's it's very the experience I have is very affected by sort of the timing and 
like the, the sorts of fans who are on it. So like, yeah. you know, one of my cons is, as I said, you know, with so many massively repeat customers who have literally bonded with these cast members and have become friends with them and all that sort of stuff. You do sort of like as a first timer, it's it in terms of sort of like the character interactions, stuff like that. I certainly got a lot and these guys are professionals, so n- not enough on that, but that it was a little noticeable at mm. point. Mm. Like just how much certain like how much experience certain people have with these storylines and how they're able to play into it. And obviously for the cast members, that's the joy if there's like that back and forth and that's great for people who are just watching. But if you're trying kind of trying to get into the story, it's a bit of a tricky one. But like I don't think that's really a criticism of the experience or even the cast members themselves, because it's kind of that's just human nature, isn't it? It's and the way it's just, it is, isn't it? And it, and it is the yeah. con side of a real upside of my journey. Um that was just like the flip side of being on a cruise with those folks. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I think my other con would be actually, it wasn't quite long enough. So, you know, so if you, you look at it, it was sort of, goodness, what was it? It was like, it was five and a half grand for four of us for two nights in, in GBP around that. Um, which when you're like, oh, you know, it's all inclusive, it includes effectively park tickets, which are now 150 bucks a day for a person. It includes yeah. like Disney hotel. You, you do the math and you're like, it, one thing I will say about it, even though it's very costly, is you can see where every penny went. It doesn't feel overpriced. It feels appropriately priced. It's just really expensive. Right. Um, but I, you know, that, but that is, that is a sort of, the, the problem with that is when you get on the ship, so we arrive, well, I arrived at 11 a.m. They start letting you on at 1 p.m. So I, because I wanted to be in the front of the queue for the cocktail booking. Okay. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you get on the ship and the storylines really started about 4pm so you have a couple of hours to explore have lunch all that good stuff storylines start at 4pm and continue on until after dinner so say 11pm mm. and then you can kind of go to the bar explore the ship all that sort of stuff and chill and do all that which is great next day you've got your Batu excursion um, so the storylines on Batu, but obviously you no know, kind of character specific stuff it's all themed and you've got your missions you're going on like you're hacking the first order echelon you're like you're going into the ogre's cantina and you get your information from resistance so i'll show you oh. actually this is how you get your secret info you're joking what is they that special ogre's co- coasters so describe oh. describe to the listeners what on the back so you scan it for your data pad and then um and then you sort of like upload the information and give it to the right people that's a really well hidden qr code can i just say as well it's really good i'm, I'm trying to so i've been doing experimentation with preserving them with resin i'm doing it with my regular ogus cantina like things at the moment. so i, I just want to saw that on your instagram actually yeah yeah that's a fantastic idea saw that as well yeah <laughs> so yeah you, you have this sorry i'm still on my con keep getting less distracted and going into praise but um so mm-hmm. yeah you, you're on batu you get back onto the ship i got back onto the ship for like 12 30 which meant i was running around like a hen like out of hell on batu trying to get everything done and fomoing and all over the place so i didn't really get to enjoy it all that much because i was just panic stations running around um and then you sort of like there's a few bits like the cocktail tasting a few and you can have like your photo ops and stuff so that's another thing i did um but again the storylines don't really start back up again until about four on the ship with like the really set the big piece stuff like the saja experiences the lightsaber training all that sort of stuff again it's like 4 p.m until 11 p.m ish and then the next morning just breakfast that's it so it is actually like you know it's it's a day and a half of full experience for that price, which again, I think, you know, for me personally was worth it, but it's a little irritating. Like I would have liked to have a bit more. Yes. 
Yeah. Like I think, you know, it is a lot of money to do this stuff, but they've already got these expensive cast members and all that sort of stuff. I just have a go a little bit longer, have a little bit more of it. So you don't have that trying to fit everything in at every single moment. Like it would have been nice to have a few more breathy moments. And if I was able to go again, I'd have a few more breathy breathy moments because I wouldn't be so trying to experience everything in one go. But, you know, you can't plan on people being able to go again when it's that expensive. So, yeah, I think like a bit too short. To be honest, probably other people would disagree, and they'd be like, "That was quite enough of that lunacy." Yeah, yeah. Where am Not I? Your dad, what? <laughs> Florida? What? <laughs> yeah. What is yeah, this? You come out and what? it's like you've been buried underground for four days. Just like, oh. Yeah, in, um, in the Star Warsy world, though. What about the pros, though? Then, Evesta cons. What about the pros? Because right? yeah, we got a third con. Oh, well, we got a third come and then, on, yeah, and, go. Then, and then we and then it's the well, three there's, there's top. Then it's well, three yeah, top. I will, they were quite cool with the sleeping bags, but I'm sorry, like fifteen hundred grand, like fifteen hundred pounds for to sleep in a bunk bed for two nights. I'm like, come on, maybe at least make it a softer mattress. So then, there you go. There's my third con: legitimately uncomfortable bunk beds. Yeah, that, that makes going. sense. I don't want to spend. You know, I don't want to sleep in a bunk bed anyway. But it's not certainly not for fifteen hundred <laughs> quid. But I don't. I know we'll obviously get to the big question: like, is it worth it and all that? And of course, it's subjective. To you, obviously, I can do, we, we can see and feel the passion and how much fun you had. So it's the memories and experience that made it worth it. So with that, is it possible to try and pick three cons? And obviously, like if you can, chuck in like that one moment as well where you thought nothing on this experience is going to top that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, the pros. Oh, goodness. Top moments. <laughs> oh. Oh. Listen back to the last 45 minutes for the pros, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. I think it is. <laughs> I, I think it is like the cast members really are incredible. I, I, it was they, and it's not just the kind of named character type people. The the sort of the the staff as well, like the dining room staff. Oh my goodness! So like Claudia and I had these lost cats, and we took them everywhere with us. They had names. It was a whole thing. And <laughs> literally, our first dinner, they had set out like little bowls with like little fake loft cat food and bowls of water for our loft cats at the dinner table. I was just like, that That's is mental. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so, but it's just like a little example of what these guys do on it. I mean, it's like yeah, the, the Disney hospitality with this like crazy star Wars lunacy, but it's Boys. just, yeah. And then, so another play, I mean, the finish goes particularly the first night. Cause I'm a big, Gaia fan. I had listened to the Spotify album like a million times. <laughs> My sister got the video and she me onto it. Like no Taylor Swift fangirl could have been more into it than yes. I was at that concert night. And our Gaia, I mean, she had an, an incredible voice. And it was just, it was like an incredible dinner show on a cruise ship. It was, it was, it was amazing. And everyone was really into it. Again, this was sort of big fans, but everyone was really into it. Um, people on our cruise ship bought loads of swag because it was their last voyage. So someone had bought those things which like light up the fiber optic things with like, you know, Gaia special 26th or 20th of September. And so we all lit them up and waving them. You look around the room. It's it's like at a concert when people are waving their phone lights nice. in the air. It's like, so that was a real kind of pinch myself moment for me. Have I only done, have I done two? Have I done three? Done two. Okay. Done, done two. two. What's the big one? What's the big one? Number one. <laughs> yeah. My highlight every day would just be the Rodian. Would it? Just go, go up to the Rodian. Yeah. <laughs> just go up to the Rodian. Yeah. And it's adorable. She falls in love with boy. It's so cute. So legitimately, following the Rodian around is a thing that people do on the Star Cruiser. And it's like a space with loads of jamming music. That's, That's awesome. Too. I'm not making it up. 
<laughs> I'd bring a power of the force toy and be like, can you sign my Greedo? This, he, oh, this might double triple triple. Hair is quality like, as well. Look at their rest in peace. Yeah. Oh yeah, the dreads. Oh, there was a um. So our our friends Chris and Beth have a lovely little daughter who went in like an Uwani cosplay. Not not with the full mask, but she had the dreads and the little dress matching, and it was so sweet. Um, oh, that's awesome! I still, haven't, I still haven't said my third, my third pro, or like most. I've sort of said about the big moments. I mean, I did do the the Sarja yeah. finale was with Ray, and that was magical. And it was and like the culminations, you essentially discover Jedi Jedi Holocron, which was Yoda, and you all band together using the Force to open it, and it's like oh, incredible. But I think like kind of my moment where I was most emotional on the whole thing was after mm. the whole finales on the second night like you've you've had your goodbyes to the characters it's like holy crap you watch out of the window on the bridge a fireworks display in space to start the music these these fireworks oh. which are like fireworks they're not just normal fireworks they do funny stuff they, they defy gravity obviously it's in space and it's I, I, i'll pin you a video i'm sure i'm sure people online Please. have got much better videos but it was really moving and it was it you know it was like the end of a movie when you've got the the swelling gorgeous music and you're all getting a bit of mosh because it's like return of the jedi which is the feel-good film of the year every year so it makes sense and you you know it's the last one as well or second to last one it was the last one for a lot of our cast and you could really tell there were one or two moments where people were sort of it was supposed to be an emotional moment but they were even more emotional than i imagine they are most of the time so yeah that's crazy that's crazy i love it so they're your top three that's your top three i mean ask me tomorrow and i'd probably say three completely different things (laughs) i love that i love it here's 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 the money shot the money question the big question was it worth it was it worth it well it's a difficult question to ask given it was my birthday present i didn't pay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yes <laughs> even, no, even if i had paid for me it would have been worth it i say mm. this though coming from a place of having a well-paid job having no kids um being into cosplay already and having already got used to doing things like celebration and san diego comic-con which are spendy short-lived very intense experiences with right. other nerds so it, it's would it be worth it for like a family of four where the kids quite like star wars but you know it, it's it's a lot of money like it, it's not totally different from you know if you look at the prices of disney hotels these days compared to like when i was growing up they've just shot up i mean you look at the grand oh, yeah. Floridian, you'd be paying this money just for the hotel room not for any of the experience or the food or anything um but it is a lot of money and if you're booking like a package particularly if you're booking like a package disney two-week holiday from the uk you can get like a full-on holiday for the amount of money that these two days cost so I yeah. totally, totally get people who look at that and they're like, what the hell are they playing now? Um, I mm. really do. But, you know, for and, me it was, and, I, and if it was still open, I would be planning my next one. Well, and, and on that then, crying. <laughs> because, because it got, look, we, again, it's not even an elephant in the room in a minute. It is just there. We know it got criticised an awful lot and we have had our say on it as well. You know, what would you say to people then, to like the, the, the people out there who are who are ardently against Star Cruiser, thought it was uh, rubbish, thought it was a rip-off, thought it was stupid, having been there and experienced it, you know, not necessarily to try and change their mind, but what would you say to them as somebody who's been there? You know, imagine me and Luke, we, we hate the idea. Now, how could you kind of s- say to us, you know, listen, actually, it really was 
worth it. Yeah. Mm. I, think, I think if you hate the idea, like if you just listen to me bang on about it for 45 minutes and you're like, this sounds like the worst thing in the world, you know, spending two days with these crazy people, <laughs> then you're not going to like it. I mean, it's, an in- it's a very intense thing and I think it's a very mm-hmm. specific thing. Very a, nice, a yeah. Don't like the idea of LARPing or don't like the idea of D&D. Like it's, it's, and, and it's not that you have to get super involved in that, but it's certainly kind of really what makes the experience different yeah. from any other kind of cruise or the hotel or dinner show or whatever. That's what makes it different. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not sure if someone was really on, on me against it. I don't know if I would try to change their mind because mm-hmm. it's, it's a very specific thing. And I think if it's not your thing, you won't like it at all. I think for, for some people sort of were really um, sort of hesitant to say, like, oh, I don't like, I don't like the Secret Trinity. I don't like the era. And mm. the one thing I'd say to those people was, although you've got like Ray and Kylo on this, most of the, the people you're really interacting with are, the, you know, the, the people you see who are kind of canon outside of Star Cruiser are Ray, Kylo, and Chewie. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like the rest of them are new characters who are set in the sequel era. And yeah, it's the First Order rather than the Empire, but it doesn't hugely affect the storyline of this show. Oh, and Hondo, but you don't really see him. It's just on like, like comms. Love Hondo. That so boy. so, much. Um, so mm. I think there were a lot of people who were kind of, and I kind of feel like it was the sorts of people who who weren't going anyway, who really made it yeah. a thing that it was the sequel trilogy era. But if that was a hesitation, I'd say, you know, if that doesn't stop you from going to Galaxy's Edge, it shouldn't stop you from doing this because yes. although the characters are part of it, they're kind of like the cherry on top for the big finale. They're not the, the actual storylines you yourself as a little person are taking part in are not really Ray and Kylo apart from the aforementioned like holocron thing or yeah. some people if you're on the resistance path you can bust Chewie out of the brig yes well, mate I didn't do that but other people did oh well, now until you actually go out there and just bust him out <laughs> what's one word then you'd use to describe the star cruiser well ironically enough given they don't use the word specifically it's magical like our, our M bands oh. are not magic bands they're M bands but it really mm. was like I mean it's like being a kid again in the best possible way it's 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 something you don't really get as an adult very much to kind of play and really lose yourself in love that imaginary in, like imaginary stuff which i think is why D is having such a resurgence and why laughing yes. is is getting big and i don't know you're, you're just stepping onto a film set but better than i've been on film sets they're pretty boring most of the time like this is better <laughs> this is really cool <laughs> you're yeah. in it yeah they're no, literally I, I it's yeah i i can't really i mean i've just banged on about it for a an hour so i'd say i can't more, but i literally just have for an hour <laughs> you could um, <laughs> but yeah i just I, I really hope it it continues in some form i'm just, like, i think yes. they probably will i mean from what i've heard on the tax right of stuff it's probably more towards some of the development costs and things like that i don't think they're right. working off the actual building as far as can you could you imagine like it's still there like it's still physically there but like the yeah, lights are turned off it. I'd just be, I'd be going in there. There's so many things I'd steal if I could have them in my room. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the two fishies I said on the bar, oh, I want them so much. Oh, that, it, that's another it, little bit of lore. So cute. The first person who, who gets on the ship and on any voyage who asks what their names are gets to name them. So the name, they have different names on every voyage. Isn't that so cute? Wow. I found that out afterwards. Luke and Matt. Oh, 
Yeah, I would call it Luke and Matt. Oh, Luke and Matt. <laughs> That's what you should have <laughs> called them, Becky. Well, listen, this is, this is like what we said, like what we said earlier. This We could keep chatting about it. We could keep talking about your experiences. We're going to try and share some of your photos on social so people know what we're talking about, right? And maybe we can direct them to some vlogs or something. But it's been a great chat. I think we wanted to revisit it. And this episode has been in the works for like nearly yeah. half the year so you know and i'm glad great. i had a bit of time off to like to, to decompress and i like, think decompress it. yeah to thinking, process if, it honestly if, if yeah. you talked to me the day afterwards i think i would have been like uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> well, well, I'm those cocktails blue milk <laughs> yeah but Becky, it's, thank- it's a series of these honestly you could get like 12 people on and they'd all have some completely different like with everything like like with everything like with Star Wars TV show with like films that is the nature of something like this where can people find you if they want to look at your photos what's what's your username on Instagram and yeah tell tell the listeners Um, BK underscore cosplay on Instagram yeah awesome thank you so much for coming onto the show and Becky may the force be with you always and if there is a, is there a star cruiser like goodbye like oh goodness because um, i know on bar two it's bright bright suns is hell yeah, so like what's it. is well, it was there you, a goodbye you, or it's good journey good journey good journey good journey becky good journey, good journey. oh good journey <laughs> <laughs> This is Details. This is Nick Joseph. This is Alex Damon. This is Brendan Wayne. This is Trevor Futterfield. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Well... Well, 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 what a discussion. Becky, thank you so much for coming on and giving your time of an evening to talk to us louts and layabouts about the Star Cruiser. We've been waiting to do that for months, but life uh, gets in the way, but we've done it. That was so much fun. Mate, do you know what? I got a pang of nostalgia for something I've never even been to hearing that. I know. Do you know it's what I mean? weird, I isn't it? Did. It's weird. It's an unusual feeling, you know, thinking, oh, that's it. It's gone. It's history. It's a, it's a part of Star Wars history. Love it or hate it. And it's, yeah. it's cemented itself in, in, in the pop culture zeitgeist and a fandom. And in years to come, who knows? Maybe we'll get our own vintage collection figures of Gaia. Yeah, and there'll be a Star Cruiser day being celebrated at Galaxy's Edge. Or yeah, Who knows, mate? Who knows? You wait, mate. You wait. Those Hasbro, they love, they love to eke a few quid out. They'll, be, they'll put that as the next... Whatever that thing is, you donate, and it will be this the house. The Haslab, Haslab, yeah, the Haslab, that 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 thing. Yeah, <laughs> we've never spoken about the Haslab. I'm not as fair, big a fan of it as some are, but all of yeah. this is uh, all of this is good, good chat, good banter, and those cocktails at Galaxy's Edge sounded fit. They sounded amazing. Sadly, the place we've just pulled up outside doesn't do anything of the sort. We've pulled up the Essex yep. Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. The only question that remains, my man, though, is shall we? Let's do it. Yeah, come on. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Absolutely. Give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? 
Yes, you won't find Gaia in here. You'll find someone in the corner kind of passing out and groaning to themselves. But that's the Bantina. We love it. That's our vibe. Each and every week here in our favourite Dusty Drinking Hole, we hear from you guys. We sit down and view lot. The greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers. And we mm. want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing. So this week, we ask for your thoughts on the closure of the Galactic Star Cruiser. So something which has been a little bit controversial. People have had opinions on it since day one. We wanted to round them up now, didn't we, mate? And we got some pretty tidy responses. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Loads of different responses. Yes. Lots of emotional stuff and, and, and strongly opinion stuff, which you can only imagine, mate. But let's start over on Instagram. Um, I thought this was a really, really uh, interesting perspective because this person had been on the Star Cruiser. Because I wanna on Instagram said, I was on the third to last voyage. And let me tell you, it was breathtaking. It's clear to me that it was never meant to be a long-term attraction and that Disney was not invested in its success. It was deeply misadvertised. Um, goes on to say some criticisms though the main character choices were not big crowd pleasers and lacked exclusive characters that weren't isolated to the story the boarding area on Bartu needed a luxury feel and extra accommodations it was very bare the lightsaber experience was immersion breaking and made little sense the dialogue for the big speeches was quite over the top datapad missions became overcrowded very quickly I love the perspective because this is someone who's actually been on it, right? A bit like Becca or Becky. It's 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 a perspective that you know you and I just don't have. Yeah. yeah and so true. getting another, you know, another opinion on board is great. Uh, our lad, our good old mate, the Yorkshire book lover on IG says the first time I heard of it was when you chaps have mentioned it on previous podcast episodes, <laughs> which may say a lot about how it was advertised. But honestly, I'm always down to learn about new things like this as it was cool on paper. But the ludicrous price point kind of switched me off straight away. I think you're not the only person there, mate. I think the price point is... And that's the thing over and over again that we, we keep seeing. Uh, Adventures by Jess, last comment from Instagram, says, I'm sort of glad it didn't succeed. I think if it did, Disney would have started putting other experiences behind paywalls for only people that can afford it. Would have loved to go, but the same price of less than 48 hours in a hotel with no real windows, I could go see you guys in England for like a week. Crazy. Come along. Come along, mate. You for for, the, for that price, you could do it a lot less. You could a lot less, a lot less. And that's the thing. I know. I know, it's, I know it is apples and oranges. Blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but I could go to Japan. I could go to Japan. I might a Star Cruiser voyage or Star Celebration Japan, and still have money yeah. left over. Probably. I you know I don't know, mate. I don't know. Yeah. That anyway, was, I remember. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, looking no, at no, that. Go on, mate. Middle Earth tour, which is you go to New Zealand, all all, all in, it's like three grand, and, you, and that's two weeks in both islands, seeing all of the Lord of the Rings stuff. Dude. You go on helicopters, you stay in the locations, blah blah blah. But again, some people might look at that and think, sure, yeah, no chance. I'd rather spend that doing something else more luxury. So it is all subjective, and that's the beauty of it. And I think that's what we're getting from these comments over on X. Um, Willow Waz, who we met at Celebration with KT. She said, I'm sad about it closing. Mm. I was hoping to go maybe next year or the year after, but no more. I think if they were to do something like it again, it would need a better price structure 
and it seemed because it seemed to outprice itself. Uh, got a boy, Gordon mm. Brown, not the XPM. This guy's even cooler. Said, what a waste of resources. <laughs> that seemed doomed for failure from the start. Always felt it was too immersive, if you know what I mean. Mm. Appealed only to a small minority of fans. Quite a niche market, in my opinion. And niche don't pay. Wonder if they'll reuse the property Marvel question mark, which is what you mentioned in mm. the uh, in the in, in the conversation with Becky there. Over on Facebook, Liberty Timmons said she had the most wonderful experience of my life there. So Liberty's been there and had the best time. It's impossible to explain to people who weren't on the ship what the experience was actually like. I have a lot to say. So Liberty was on the ship and had the best time. Our boy Martin Keeler, we know Martin, he organised canteen, he loves to drink. He said it was amazing, but the price was a real issue. It was a weird mix of unaffordable and really good value for money. Um, And then finally, John Fielder, it was a decent idea, but I think they priced themselves out of the market for a good many fans, especially those with families. Do you know what I'm seeing an awful lot there, Lukey, but I'm seeing the word price an Mm. awful lot, which just seems to be the killer blow here wasn't it the price point for a lot of people yeah it's really simple isn't it you can like like what i said in the main show you know we've done that you know we all know we all know the price point's stupid the financial decisions are stupid but yeah it's it's reassuring to hear it again from the people from the audience from the listeners right it's not just us yeah (laughs) so yeah, yeah. yeah just us goons but the people who went though on the on the flip side, are saying, you know, yeah, yeah. If you if you've been there, you, you may change it. your tune. It was it was yeah. it was something else, and that is yeah. that's reassuring that for the people who went got so much out of it. That so for them, it was worth yeah. it, and that's you know that's worth more than uh, most things to most people. So thank you everyone who sent in your comments this week on uh, on the comments on the subject of the Star Cruiser. If you didn't hear your comment featured, please do continue to send in your thoughts each week. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be featured on an upcoming stint of the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. Spice is part of a bit about Bantunos. Patreon questions section. Uh, to kick us off this week, we have a sweet, sweet question. It comes in the form of a voicemail. And when I heard it the first time, I said to Matty Boy, I was like, oh, mate, listen to this voicemail. Like, this is absolutely quality. I love it. Um, play it, Matty Boy. Let's, let's, let's answer this question. Hey guys, um, I recently discovered the podcast and absolutely loving it. Um, My question is about the TV shows and cinemas. I got to see the Ahsoka episode that played in the cinema in London and it was awesome to see it on the big screen and just watching it with a load of other Star Wars fans. Yeah. Would you pay to see episodes of Star Wars TV on the big screen? Let's say every episode of you know Andor season two or the acolyte also played maybe for one night only on the big screen would you would you pay to go and see it do you think there's value to seeing those uh, tv shows on the big screen with big sounds surrounded by other people Mm. what do you think Mm. 
Wow, what a question. Rob Frost, absolute lad. Uh, Matty Boy, what are you saying? What are you saying? Original, right? Original question. It is. Rob Frost, your question gave me chills. I'm sure you've never heard a pun like that before, of course. Um, that is a great question. <laughs> Would I pay to go and see individual episodes of <gasps> Disney Plus Star Wars series in a cinema it's a great question because like you Rob uh, we probably walked past you or bumped into we probably did at the Ahsoka screening but we've, we've seen them at this theatre and so, you know, there was, a, there was another screening as well wasn't there for the for the fifth episode do you remember that's maybe right. it was that that's right well. yes mm. that's right uh, which is, so, which is you know, new they've never done that you know that, that was that was right? really odd I mean I get it but because they were right in the middle of that strike but really odd yeah um, yeah Sorry, so mate. for those who have seen it on the big screen, it, it does make all the difference. You know, funny enough, they're not made for the big screen, and actually, some of the some of the ones we've seen, they've actually put that at the beginning. Like this was actually this wasn't made for this aspect ratio, but does you couldn't be able to tell the difference. It looks incredible. The yeah. sound is incredible. The sound is made for the big screen. But would I pay to see every episode? And in short, I would not. No, um, because of the experiences I've had with Star Wars Disney Plus series, and that. On the whole, I pretty much like all of them, but I don't like every episode. And you know, the same with a film. I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I don't pay for my films because I have the Cineworld card, or I go and watch them in London, whatever. But mm. there are, it's with the same with a film. The reason I see many films is because I don't pay for them. I pay one-off monthly fee, and I'll go and watch a film. And if it blows, so be it. But with an episode like certain episodes of maybe Boba Fett or Mando season three, or even Ahsoka towards the end where maybe for me didn't quite hit the mark, would I come out of paying, you know, between 10 and 15 quid and think I got my money's worth? I don't know if I would. So in short, no, I wouldn't pay to go and see every episode. No, I wouldn't. Same with Andor, because not all of them are the most action-packed or fast-paced or made for that theatre experience. Some of them are. So I would go and see maybe the season opener, definitely the season finale of these series, because... That's where you expect all the action to be. I don't expect maybe like episode six of a, se- of a series to be the one where I've got to go and watch it at theatre. Imagine seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi, the season finale in the theatre. That would be quality. But then mm. maybe season two or episode two on Dayu, maybe not quite as much. So it's, mm. it, it, it's kind of stepping into the unknown. that you pay, Same as a film, but you're paying your money, you make your choice, but you don't know what you're going to get out of it. I would not pay to go and see every single episode. I'd pay to see individual ones. But in an episode where we're talking about marketing and business and you know where's the best sense, what makes the best sense financially, I couldn't actually see a world where Disney ever did this. So yes, they can make a few bunts back, but realistically, how much money do you think they would make week in, week out from ticket sales, from people going to see each episode you know again the bookend episodes make a lot of money but in principle i think it's a fun idea and i you know i'd love to see them do it a bit more open the floodgates for people who aren't press and who aren't creators to go and see these things on the big screen because it becomes that bit more of an event in the absence of film it becomes that much more an event so rob wonderful question i wouldn't go to see all of them but i would like the opportunity to see a few more and I would love to other people to have the opportunity as well so uh, Lukey Boy would you pay to go and see every episode of a Star Wars Disney Plus series at the cinema no not every I think mm-hmm. every is too much and I don't think it's sustainable um, wouldn't yep. earn enough money for Disney or for any company for, for that matter but mm-hmm. uh, series premieres yeah and first episodes pilot episodes for series or seasons um yeah 
yeah, I think there's actually a lot to be said about this, right? You could have your press screening or your fan events, whatever you want to call them. And then you can have day after public events because the, the, the press and fan stuff's always done a day or two before the actual debut, right? Yes. Do 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 another one the next day, yep. same time. Charge a tenner for it, you know, ten, fan ten event. Quid for it. It would and do it in, not just in London. Do it in Manchester. Do it in Glasgow. Do it in Huge Belfast. Point. Do it in Cardiff. Yeah, do it in Newcastle. There, there, there's so much potential for something like this. And actually, Rob, I think it's a great idea. But like with everything, you, you, you need to be careful about quantity, right? Don't overdo it. Do it for series uh, intros, like debut episodes. And maybe finales when it's warranted, when it's warranted, and that is very much up to Disney to decide, right? Uh, yeah. I know it would never have been able to have happened because of 2020 December. But chapter 16 of Mando, imagine that. Imagine, imagine that in a screen. It would be. It, it already is historical. Imagine yeah. that, mate, in a theatre. People, mate, don't. Don't yeah. stole a celebration, London, mate. On that Friday, we got wristbands to go watch that Mando episode. How good was oh, that? that? Was quality. That was quality. There we go. There's there's room for it, Rob, and it's a sensational idea. If every episode, I don't think is realistic or sustainable for for, for many reasons. Every now and then, making it into an event. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's dirty. Yeah. That's Great dirty. question, man. Great question. Well, from yeah. what we saw of the acolyte, that looks great. That looked great on the big screen, oh, mate. So who no. knows? Listen, to, to, to my final point on that, as a caveat, if they released yeah. a whole season in one go and said, "Yeah, we're going to put it all on this big screen," I'd watch oh, the whole thing on the cinema because it's like two and a half hours, or what, six or three hours. It's like going to watch Lord of the Rings. I'll do that. Yeah, sure. But don't, no, no credits. Just just play it sequentially. Just play it. No credits. Just do that. Like one they big like, story film. They- yeah, they did that yes, for Andor. Right. Do you remember when we saw the first three episodes? Because we were like, oh, yeah. right, that's that then. And then you would just hear the, you would just see the row, row. Like, oh, is this the yeah. intro again? Or is this like a different yeah. scene? Like at the time, we were like mad confused, like, weren't we? What's but, going on? Yeah. But do something like what's that. This? Or if it's one that's already, yeah, man. Or if it's, if they're doing like the season <laughs> finale of Mando season four, do, an, do yeah. an event where they show all the episodes before and then it ends with the final something like that man just show all of them oh then, mate you know what I mean that's what that's that that and I, then I'd watch them all so it's we're clearly giving them potential here. isn't it there's clearly potential that's it, mate yeah. clearly potential well done so, Rob cheers Robert mate appreciate that first question yeah, as well. Th- and thank you for your kind words we're glad you found the show mate we're glad to have you on board thank you so much dude uh, yep. speaking of a man with potential this man has potential in droves and he always he always finds it because he's a legend it's the Mandalorian local boy huh final question of the night he says hi fellas Lucasfilm give you the go ahead to make a villain movie are you going with a new character and if so what's their backstory and species or are you bringing a classic villain back and if so who and why <laughs> keep up the amazing work legends <laughs> so Lukey boy you got the keys to a villain story villain movie oh, uh, from Lucasfilm Star Wars of course new old we doing i think he is a she and i think she's a changeling (laughs) (laughs) zam wessel zam's coming back zam's coming back mate and uh it's gonna be wild it's gonna be menacing uh and i mean if that's not bringing in a billion dollars then i don't know what will mate 
Yeah. You te- Mate, Zam Wessel holiday special. Yeah. Ooh. Bring it. You know no one's beating that, mate. If, when you look no back at that. Attack of the Clones, yeah. Attack of the Clones is wild, isn't it? Like, you look back at it, you're like, what is this film? What? what None of is it this? makes sense. <laughs> and it, most of it doesn't, in fact. Let's not lie. It's the weirdest one. I actually think it's the weirdest Star Wars film. Think about it. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're 100%, mate. Yeah. We need to do an episode on Attack of the Clones soon. We've done Attack of the Clones for a while, actually. So you're going for Zan Wessel? Yeah. Straight up. Who would I go because, for? Because I'd listen, the reason I'm giving a bit of a jokey answer because I don't necessarily believe in a villain, you know, film unless there is some sort of lesson to be learnt from it. And to do that you would have to go down like a Joker DC route, you know, and it, does that does that does that fit into Star Wars, a galaxy far, far away? I'm not I'm not so sure. Definitely maybe for a series, not necessarily for a film. So but I'm, but you know, let's have a bit of fun. Ignore all that, Zam. Zam whistle well. Yeah, um, I don't know. How, I don't know how I can. Oh, how I can such beat a serious that. answer. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is. No union. No union. There's no union. 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 What tambour? What tambour? Wait, what tambour? Political drama? The Techno Union, they've got the funkiest <laughs> name in Star Wars. Triple Some may say the stupidest. The guy, the guy is basically like a, a Dalek in an overcoat. What tambour? Yeah. He's got a vocoder. They don't know anything about him. I want to know more about the, the Techno Union, the separatists. Do you know what? Actually, th- there's my answer. The separatists. And you, you could oh, say that we've got the Clone sick. Wars. You've got the Clone Wars, but it's a bit of those Jedi goody goodies. It's a bit of those Sith ruffians. What about the one in the... I'm the one in the middle. What about the separatists? Let me know about them. Let me, let me know about Tambor. Let me know about the banking dropped. clans. I love that you just you dropped, dropped a... Uh, you dropped a Bendu. <laughs> I did just drop a Bendu. I'm the one in the middle. I'm the one in the middle. Give us more about Rush Clovis. <laughs> well, you know the best 007 film? Yeah, Die Another Day. Oh, yeah. oh that's the a hot best take. Best 007 film. That is a hatty <laughs> take. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's so it's so good. <laughs> like, yeah, so keep your skyfall. Yeah, I don't know it. about the execution. Give it. Oh, yeah. come on, go on. I don't blame you. But listen, the, die another day. But in Star Wars, the Techno Union Army, big up, big up, big up, is like the North Koreans. But that's diamonds. Diamonds been blown yeah. into Zam Wessel's face affects her changeling abilities and it's pre attack of the clones so it's all the separatists are gearing up mate uh tony gilroy yes we're available to help write a show uh one point what tambor turns around looks at the camera directly breaks a fourth wall and just says now dance yeah and then we go and then everyone just dances for five minutes it's all trippy it's like the holiday special when those ballerinas are just sort of dancing <laughs> weirdness of oh, that bit I love someone's that like bit. weird uncles looking through their vocode vr head- headset this weird chill oh, yeah. uncle <laughs> oh man martin does that Mead. answer your question <laughs> yeah i think i think Mido's gonna like love that you know like, oh. separatist and zan whistle pretty much the same answer in a way because she probably was a separatist yeah don't want to speak for zam, zam but well, she ain't speaking no more is she but zam I mean, zama 
Zam Zam. You know, I'm Zamzibar. Yeah, I'm with you as well, mate. Listen, do I would I like to see a villain-orientated show? Yes, and apparently the Acolyte will be that, or more of a dark side one. But there does need to be that kind of spark of hope, where there needs to be a message or something. Yeah, yeah. Inherently Star Wars, and I'm always the guy who says, "Give me something new." But you do need to keep something about it. Uh, but maybe they will do. Maybe one day they will just come out and say, "Here is this person is a bad guy, and you're going to play or, or watch." that maybe maybe it's a video game maybe not to uh, disrespect video games best stories of the last few years but maybe it's better suited there where you can just go ham and that's it just go off go off on one but uh mido uh, we hope you enjoyed the question there mido you didn't give us your answer though mate you didn't tell us who you'd want to see i mean i could probably come up with an elaborate backstory but after hearing becky earlier on you know, rip out those uh law stories from her mind I got yeah. nothing on that, and I'm, you know, Lukey Boy hasn't had enough phenos to get his answer out on that one yet. But um, nah. Robert Frost, Bobby Frost, Bobby Chill, thank you so much for your question. Would you pay to watch individual episodes of TV Star Wars TV on the big screen? And Mido, who is your villain, and would it be a new one? So uh, we'll come back next week, though, mate. We've got uh, we've got a couple of naughty questions next week in the Patreon, but we want to hear you guys' answers to those questions. But that is going to bring an end now to our time here in the Bantina. Bartender, sorry about the mess. <laughs> We're going to be back again, same time again next week here in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. That's right. Every week we end the show with a game. This week is my turn to host, so therefore Matty Boy is going to be playing. I've had this prepared for weeks. <laughs> weeks. Pre-illness. Right? I've got a song to play for you, Matty Boy. Oh, I've got man. a song to play for you. And I'm going to say it right now, okay? You, this is going to be hard for you to wrap your head around. But someone... <laughs> that has been in Star Wars produced this song and released it. Produced. Right? So the per- the person singing is a guest, right? And and they weren't in Star Wars, but the person who produced, like the DJ, you know, like how um, Daft Punk might do a song with Pharrell Williams, right? It's still a Daft yes. Punk song. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's like, it's like that. Okay. Now, another crazy thing is we've met this person. We've met this person. So play, play the. (laughs) Imagine that Chris Bunn. uh, Chris Bunn's too busy trying to drape a couple whiskeys out of your brother. I think, mate. Um, (laughs) Of course, no. Big love, big love to the big bun, big bun boy, Um, mate. Play the song. We're going to play about forty seconds of it. Okay. Okay. And I want to see if you get it. You might get it, like in the first ten seconds. All, right. uh, all I say is, yeah. Just, I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready. All right. You tell me where to stop, mate. I, I have play. no idea what this song is. I'm pressing play now. Okay. It's the what? It's <laughs> 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 Chris Bud in Rust Stanbridge. <laughs> Imagine, can would you find yeah. this? 
Easily. Oh wow. Maybe you're a magic hand. There you go. <laughs> you can, you can stop it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the baby Yoda magic hand thing. You, we can play again, like in the background, just with the volume lower. But Let's we'll link it. the song. We'll link the song in a, you know, in okay. the show Let's notes. Play that in the background, mate. But yeah. Any ideas? You've met this person. Albeit so, a bit brief. Briefly. Somebody, somebody has produced this 100% banger of a song. And we've met them. Yeah. And it's somebody who's yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah, in a Star Wars. The, the, the production was done by somebody in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I can't stop thinking about Chris Bunn now. Um, and it clearly wasn't Chris Bunn. Were they, we met them um, this year. From we, the, met them th- we met them this year. <laughs> Danny Trejo. Um, <laughs> this year. You can't believe it, can you? You can't believe it. So, no, You're I can't. This is thinking, what is this? I'm doing the, I'm doing the Dr. Dre gif. Yeah. So, um, where have we been this year? We've been to Celebration, LFCC. I mean, the um, Jay-Z. You're talking about the Jay-Z gif? Yeah, yeah, Jay-Z, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mighty <laughs> boy, I'm so I'm so uh, I'm out of, out of whack, cool or that. Um, yeah. Right, we met this year. Uh, that celebration. Um, Not it won a celebration. Was, was it LFCC? Was it LFCC? Yep. It was, was it Jamie LFCC. Richards? Um, close, but no. Or close. Oh wow! No, it's not close. Not close at all. Like I was going to say, it was a loud mouth. Oh my god! No, right, they're somebody not we met. Like, they were quite. They were somebody, quite reserved, actually. I'd say somebody we met a celebration who was quite reserved. Who's been in Star? Were they connected with the Mando first at all? No. This is throwing me off. Then um, they I'm were in... be as quick as possible. I'll give. I'll give you. I'll give you. A no, no, this... no, no, no. Is it the guy from Andor? No. no Robert Ames is it? <laughs> the guy from Andor, Robert Ames. No, it's not Robert Ames. No, no. he wouldn't do this just for meeting him. No, I was like, we, we, this isn't his jam. Um, no. Not we Tim Ware and Morrison. We didn't. No, it's not. Good guess. It, we didn't. A we, we we didn't interview this guy because we basically ran out of time. We didn't have the opportunity, but we did catch them, and we had a quick chat, and it was really pleasant. But we weren't able to join up again. Oh, I can't think now. I um, the, they're not in the original Star Wars trilogy, and they're not in the prequels, not in the sequels, not in the Mandoverse, not in Andor, but they were in live-action Star Wars. Oh, is it that guy from the Ewok film? Yes. I can't think of his name now, but Eric. Eric. He did this. Did you just say Eric Carter? <laughs> I couldn't think what his name was. Like Eric, um, <laughs> Eric. Yeah, Eric Walker. Eric Carter. He did Eric this. Eric Walker. Eric Walker produced this song, mate. And he and Is he like released a, it. You can listen to it on Spotify. He's a, he makes music. A music producer Musician. then as well, other than being a kid actor in an Ewok film. Yeah, I think so. Isn't that crazy? Right, and... And the music finished just as I before I got the answer. It's For real, unhinged, isn't it? You know what? So it's got a bit of a beat to it, though, mate. But I know it's. I'm fat. genuinely shocked by that because I was I was expecting it to be someone. I don't again it, with all respect, like maybe younger or someone in the Mandoverse. But 
Eric Walker. Wow. Is this is this the most unhinged Star Wars podcast episode we've done? Maybe. It's up there. Baby, it's do up the magic there. hand thing. Uh, yes, it is. Magic hand dance. Because you can dance. Next yes. Star Wars celebration. <laughs> wow, Let's wow. make it a thing. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, forget. <laughs> yeah. Like, love him. Love him. Love him. But DJ for Elliot. For sure. Out. Out. Eric Walker. In. Could you imagine? We've got a few years to come up with a choreographed dance for that. And we're gonna, we'll do the whole thing for you guys out there. The do the yeah. baby, do the magic Yoda hand thing dance or whatever it's called. Mate, Eric magic, Walker, come on, come and talk to us about this song. Dance. Yeah. I don't want to hear about the Ewok film. I want to hear about this song. Yeah, me That's too, I want to hear about. actually. I, th- I think we should do that. Guest, get incoming on. guest show. Yeah. It's <laughs> episode. <laughs> listening to that, is he all there? <laughs> What? <laughs> After listening to that song, is he quite all there? Before we get him on, <laughs> genuinely did not think that would be Eric. Well, clearly is Eric Walker. I, don't, I didn't think. I know I don't often think about Eric Walker in Star Wars. That's crazy. And I do. you've been planning this for weeks, so part of me's been wondering what the mystery song is. I've, and even if I've I had a sneak thinking, peek, I'd have had no idea. I've been thinking of Eric Walker in Star Wars every week, pretty much <laughs> since since I watched, <laughs> since I watched years. Uh, Caravan of Courage and Battle Battle for Endor. Like that's all. <laughs> yeah. That's well, all. I that's thought, all in my head. I thought it'd be too obvious. I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's details. You know, it's obviously his musical background. But good guess. Um, but I was like, maybe that's too obvious. Lukey Boy isn't going to hand it to me on a plate like that. Instead, he goes the. We, in a show which started off talking about the holiday special life day and Luke's new figure, we're ending with Eric yep. Walker's biggest jam. What's the song called, Luke? It's called uh, Grogu Magic Hand Dance by Eric Walker. <laughs> or yeah, Magic, ha- Magic Hand Dance. Magic Hand Dance, right. a.k.a. Baby Yoda Hand Dance by Eric Walker. Title. And... And uh, there's the dude who sings on it is called ACM. There's a music video and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll link it. We'll link it. Catchy title. We'll link that. Mate, what a game. What a way to end off a bonkers mm, cheers, show mate. with the wonderful BK cosplay. <laughs> too much, isn't it? It's too much. <laughs> We're going to need that, another mate. week I off after love. this. We've peaked. Episode, episode 223. It's, like, it's too much, guys. It's... <laughs> This two, is two, it. Two, three, two, two, four. We peaked so much. Is it two, two, four? Notes let me down, Two, two, four. It's up there. Anyway, oh, yeah. mate, I am genuinely right. speechless well. after that. What a great episode. Be- uh, Becky, BK, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your passion for the Galactic Star Cruiser. Eric Walker, thank you for well, enlightening me that you are can produce heavy beats like that. So, a musical yeah, He's on the job. Yeah, George Harrison. He used to run out all the ideas. Yeah. Was he Harrison? He's the was one. He, he was. He was. was. He Len- Lennon was fine. Uh, Harrison's where it's at. Um, imagine all the people mm. singing that song. Yeah. Um, but let's call it oh. a day before we go off on a Walker <laughs> tangent here. Matey Boost E E two two four. So glad to be back in the saddle with you as well, mate. It's been a while. Glad to be back. Well, on likewise, board. man. Uh, next week. Probably got another great show for you. Will it end with a game like that? I can't guarantee it. But what a way to end episode 224 of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us online? Master Blywalker.
They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, threads. Search for some threads. Why not? Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Send us a voice note. We love a voice note. Send us a voice note or just a message to our email, which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And please don't forget about that Patreon, guys. It really, really helps us in every way. It supports the show, keeps it going. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You bunch of sick heads. Thank you so much. Yes, and if you want to support the show for free, keep doing what you're doing and listening. But please do leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, which includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the big ones. Just scroll up, drop those five stars now. We would genuinely appreciate it. Thank you so much. It gets new listeners in. It gets us up the listening lists. And it's another way for us to hear from more of you each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell. Have you got it on Spotify? You got, yeah. Have you added it on Spotify? Have you done it? Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell your mates. Tell your cats. Tell your nearest person that was in uh, Battle for Endor. Yeah, why not? Tell, tell your Ewok. Tell your cousin. The more the merrier. The castle spicy. Yes, tell Eric Walker and get those 44 monthly listeners on Spotify up to 44,000. Check out that song. <laughs> tell them this is the podcast you're looking for. So, until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Luke. Yeah, come on. Hajik Mand Hans. Mans? Yeah. It works. Man. Spoonerism. We love a spoonerism. It's a tune, isn't it? It's a tune. It's a magic hand dance. It's a magic hand dance. Maybe this should be at the end of our show. Oh. You know? I dig it. Maybe. Skywalker, that... I'm sick of hearing about that little fruit. What?